0: If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
1: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
2: With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you.
3: Join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell.
4: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. (laughs) So, so, so glad uh, you are in the trenches with me today. I've got a great show. Uh, I'm laughing because it, it seems like every day I talk about two things, and I'm trying, and I really, really mean it. I am trying to diversify the show. I've I've only got an hour and it's hard to talk about all the hot button issues of the day when you've only got an hour. Um, But I I feel like I talk about Democrats being crazy and Republicans being spineless. And it's just like it's. It's a theme that just never ends. I it, it absolutely drives me crazy. You know, I saw a video of Kamala Harris. Uh, I think this morning she was out there talking. Uh, you know, in the way that she does in her word salad. You know, about existentialism and what. Here's what Kamala Kamala does. She's not just the word salad vice president. She's the G R E word salad. Vice President, she uses big words like existentialism, concordantly, vis-a-vis, therefore, and she cobbles them all together with words in between just to just I mean, she's completely and utterly coherent. But the reason why she uses those words is because she wants to sound smart, but she doesn't she's not smart. She doesn't sound smart. She sounds like a complete idiot. And that's probably why she is somehow less popular than Joe Biden, and also why the Democrats are in full panic mode going into 2024. But she was out there talking this morning about the Russia collusion hoax still to this day, about how Russia hacked our election, about how the Russians were responsible for the Trump presidency. I mean, it is amazing to me that all of these things, every single one of these things were completely debunked as hoaxes. Do you remember the Mueller, the Mueller probe that was supposed to lead to the demise of President Trump? And you heard people on the media all the time. Oh, the walls are closing in. Oh, the walls are closing in. The walls are most certainly closing in on. Pres-. Of course, Even Mueller found that there was no Russia collusion. Even Mueller found that even though Russia had a couple of memes out there on the internet, that it did not definitively sway this 2016 election in any way. Yet Kamala Harris, the sitting vice president of the United States of America, is out there pushing Russia, Russia, Russia to this day. And folks, she's not the only one doing it. So I think these Democrats... For as much as they accuse Republicans as being extremists or conspiracy theorists, they are some of the craziest conspiracy theorists in the world. And I got to lead in on the show today with this video from Dan Goldman, who he's a member of Congress. Super, super, super rich guy. Again, the Democrats are no longer the party of the American working class. They're not. They're the party of Hollywood celebrities, the media elite, of the billionaire donor class, uh, of ivory tower academics. I mean, they don't represent average middle class Americans anymore. And Dan Goldman is one of those people because he's like the heir to this crazy billion dollar fortune. But he's a member of Congress. He's also taken on the role uh, especially in the public and within the halls of congress as essentially being a biden administration surrogate which it, you know is not surprising he's a democrat they circle the wagons and they look out for one another but he's also Taking the role of the unofficial Biden crime family personal attorney. But even this guy in a hearing today uh, went toe to toe with Michael Schellenberger. And then Michael Schellenberger uh, broke the news a couple of days ago about how the government, the U.S. government, was colluding with big tech companies to crush freedom of speech. Right. But it wasn't the United States government. They were private military contractors because the United States government, you know, the NSA, the CIA and intelligence agencies, it's illegal for them to domestically surveil American citizens. So the U.S. government said, well, we're not going to use, you know, uh, we're not going to do it under the under the official business of the CIA, the NSA, the FBI. We're going to use military proxies to do it. So Michael Schellenberger broke that story earlier in the week. And again, I hate using this term. as it was a bombshell because these media morons do that all the time. But it really was an earth-shattering report, and just confirms more of what we, as American patriots, already know. But speaking, get this, get back to the Russia collusion, laptop from hell. Uh, remember how people were saying the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Uh, Well, Dan Goldman still believes this is a sitting member of Congress, still believes that the Hunter Biden laptop may have been Russian disinformation. Roll this tape and check out this whack job conspiracy theorist. You have no idea. You know, you hard drives can be that it's a manipulated.
3: Are you suggesting the New York Post could in a conspiracy to construct the contents
4: of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Well, what's the evidence that, that happened? happened? Well, there the is evidence actual evidence of it. But the point is, it's There's not no the evidence. Same, thing. No so you're engaged in a conspiracy. I'm glad. You- so Dave Goldman was saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was manipulated by Rudy Giuliani? I mean, America's mayor who led us through one of the most tumultuous times in American history, 9-11. Of course, the Democrats have labeled him as some far right extremist. Of course, that's not true. Rudy Giuliani, look, I love Rudy Giuliani. As as I mentioned, he was a great leader for America at a very, very difficult time for our country. But Rudy Giuliani is getting up there in age. I, I'm no computer expert, but I'm pretty damn sure Rudy Giuliani's not hacking into any computer hard drive to to manipulate the photos of Hunter Biden snipping crack cocaine off of hookers' butts. I I, I just I, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure he's not doing that. But Dan Goldman would have you believe the the opposite of that. Um, but this is the times that we're living in, folks. This stuff is just these these Democrats in Congress are just so detached from reality and they push these conspiracy theories. You know how the Democrats push these conspiracy theories about QAnon and how they try to associate QAnon with Donald Trump and actual other members of the Republican Party? Um, I I mean – the, the interesting thing about this is, is that when I was running for Congress, the Democrats were trying to attack me with QAnon stuff. And I remember turning to commander Melanie and, and my, my wife, for those of you who are, who are new to this broadcast, I remember turning to her saying, what, what the hell is QAnon? <laughs> we didn't even know. Um, but I, I like the phrase that for Democrats is blue and on, you know, blue as symbolizing their party, but blue and on because they're all whack job conspiracy theorists as well. And so, Clearly to me, this is why I say the Democrats in Congress, the new Democrat Party, are an existential threat to this country because they parrot these insane conspiracy theories. And let's let's face it, folks, that's exactly what they are. And they they expect their trillion dollar plus super PAC, the corporate media, the mainstream media, to parrot those lies and fly cover for them. I mean, that's how the Russia collusion hoax, that's how all of that happened. That's how the first impeachment against Trump happened. That's how the second impeachment Trump, of Trump happened. That's how the January 6th committee uh, and all the fake stuff that they put out and they cherry picked 44,000 hours of video and released it very selectively to shape public sentiment. The Demo- the, the Democrats and in the, in the mainstream media, the corporate media, they're synonymous with one another. And so that's how they're, that's why they're an existential threat to this country. And when you combine that fact with the idea that our our bureaucracies, again, FBI, NSA, CIA, are colluding with big tech and big business and big media and big pharma to weave a complex narrative that is almost unequivocally false to foist these narratives on the American people. It's just this is by far the most dangerous issue that we face as Americans. And nothing else is even close. not the war in Ukraine, not our greatest geopolitical foe in China, not what's happening in in Israel uh, with in Gaza, with Hamas, not the asymmetric threat of terror, you know, not even the economic issues that we face as a country. Nothing is more dangerous to to the freedoms of Uh, American men and women. And this is not a partisan point. This is not red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican. No, this is a fundamentally American issue, one of which affects one of which will undoubtedly affect us all if left unchecked. And so what is it going to take for us to stop this, to to stop this in its tracks? Well, it's going to take a Republican party that is united in stopping this. I mean, one that is laser focused on stopping the weaponization of the American government and, uh, against the American people. Nothing short of that will stop this, this major threat. But the Republicans in the House of Representatives continue to be an unbelievable disappointment. And, you know, hey, for those of you all who are new to watching this show, I uh, I dislike politicians across the board. Republican, Democrat, I don't really give a damn. I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. I love this country. I would die for this country if called upon to do so. Um, And I just think that Republicans need to stand up and focus on this threat, but they're not. And I'll get to that in a second. But before I do, I want to say thank you to Deepwell. They're the primary founding sponsor of this program. I also want to thank Cabot Guns. This show is not possible without you. And your support, they took a chance on on me uh, when this show was in its infancy, and so we're so grateful for 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 you and your support and the fact that you've stuck with us for this entire year. Uh, it looks like they're both coming back for next year as well, so we're going to be able to make Battleground even better going into 2024, and that's especially important because the 2024 presidential race is going to heat up just as this show is growing. So thank you to both of them, uh, also like and rumble like and rumble like and rumble rumble notices that stuff it helps the show greatly so like hit that little green thumb just below this video uh and support the show in that way because it helps with this algorithm stuff that really No normal people understand, but the geeks at Rumble up there behind the computers, they really get it. So like the show, subscribe to the program, tell your family and your friends to subscribe to this, to Battleground Live on Rumble. Um, This is a grassroots show. It always will be. So this is a show that's for you. Uh, And again, every night at five. So so help me spread the word. uh, And this show is going to spread like wildfire because of you. Um, Okay. so Republicans in the United States House of Representatives. Are just to me over the last couple months have just been monument. It's just been monumentally frustrating to watch what a dumpster fire they have been. You know, they fought like whether it was Matt Gates versus Kevin McCarthy, the whole battle over the speaker that took three weeks. It could have ended in disaster. Thank God it didn't. We got Mike Johnson. He's a conservative guy. He's a good guy. It looks like according to Punch Bowl News today that that Mike Johnson and his very first one of his very first organized fundraisers is going to raise 4 million dollars in one fundraiser. That's a great thing because as you all know, if you watch this show, one of my greatest fears was going to be if there's a battle handover from Kevin McCarthy who was the best fundraiser in uh GOP history uh, that If you can't raise money going into the most important election season of our lives, you're not going to win. But it looks like Mike Johnson is picking up right where Kevin McCarthy left off. And that is a very good thing. But Speaker Johnson is making a huge mistake. Uh, And what I mean by that is that he's allowing the narrative in the Republican Party agenda to be sidetracked with this sideshow of this vote to expel George Santos. Now, I am not let me repeat this. I am not a George Santos guy. You know, I, I'm obviously not from New York. Um, I get it that he misled the voters. He lied about tons of stuff, um, some kind of like real, real crazy stuff as well. Um, but now the GOP is voting to expel him from Congress. And to me, I have a real problem with this because one, why the hell is the GOP spending their time voting to kick one of our members to the curb and not spending this very precious time leading up to 2024 with every bit of their effort defeating the weaponized American government? Or how about this, impeaching Mayorkas, impeaching Joe Biden? Or how about this, if you talk about cleaning house and wanting wanting to get rid of crazy people in the U.S. House of Representatives, why don't you start with the squad, Elon uh, Omar, Rashida Tlaib, who Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar are basically calling for genocide of the Jews. They say from the river to the sea, which basically calls for the wholesale destruction of Israel, our only ally in the Middle East. Or how about we go after any one of these crazy whack job conspiracy theorists on the Democrat side while we hold the U.S. majority in the House of Representatives? It's amazing to me. I mean, this this is a common problem with Republicans. The Democrats, when they take power, they know how to wield it. They know how to use the government against their political opponents. I think that's a dangerous thing. But the Democrats will not stop until the Republicans fight fire with fire. I have said this before and I'll say it again. We live at one of the most perilous times in American history, and we have a completely impotent Republican Party that is not laser focused on stopping this juggernaut that is the Democrat Party that is hell bent on tearing this nation apart. I want you to see this video of George Santos. He's talking this morning about you know, the vote to expel him. And again, I'm not a George Santos guy, but we have a razor thin majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. Maybe we shouldn't be going after our own guy. Maybe we should be going after all these other whack job Democrats that are conspiracy theorists or maybe going after, you know, impeaching Joe Biden for violating his oath of office. I don't know. I mean, maybe I I think Republicans should go after Democrats and not wasting their time, not waste their time on people like George Santos. And ultimately, I mean, here are my thoughts on this. Like if, this is why elections in the U.S. House of Representatives are every two years. OK, so you're going to vote to kick this guy out. So you're going to vote to overturn the will of the people in New York. Now, I get it. He lied to the people of New York about things. But he's going to he's going to be on a campaign. He's on the campaign trail right now. He's going to be up for reelection in 2024. If the voters in New York don't like the guy, let the voters decide to kick him to the curb. Republicans should not be anywhere near this and they should not be letting What happens with George Santos distract them from their ultimate goal of stopping the Biden administration from dismantling this country. But listen to George Santos this morning talk about uh, this vote on him being expelled from the U.S. House of Representatives. Check it out. I'm proud of my voting record.
0: I am proud of the work I got to do. And I came in here as a mad as hell activist who was just disenfranchised from the government, did not believe anything was getting done. I got to see how the sausage is made from the inside. I got to see how this place operates. I get to take that story back to the American people and say, look, this is what happened. This is why we don't see as much progress as we uh, expect. Um, But I can say that I leave here. No regrets as far as my voting goes. No regrets as far as my advocacy for bills go. Every single issue from healthcare that I've taken up with insulin or with uh, gay rights abroad or with foreign aid, I I, I really stand uh, firm that I'm proud of the work I've put forward. I wish I could do more. If this is it, this is it. But if it's not, I'll continue to do as much more as I can.
4: Look, folks, you're going to vote to expel a guy for telling lies when he ran for his camp. Verifiable lies. I mean kind of crazy lies too. But the reality is, is that there are politicians in Washington in the U S house of representatives that are far worse that have voted to send America's sons and daughters to war. And, and were ultimately, or had a hand in being responsible for tens of thousands of Americans dying. I mean, like, so you're going to vote to expel a dude for, for lying when by and large, the vast majority of politicians across the board, Democrats and Republicans, lie at some point when they're in office, it seems like a ridiculous precedent, even more so ridiculous when you consider that it's Republican on Republican violence when the Democrats, again, are an existential threat. So I want you to watch this exchange on the House floor that happened today as they debate this, the U.S. House of Representatives debates whether or not they should vote to expel George Santos. Every member of the House will get like a few minutes on the floor to make a speech about where they are, especially if they feel passionate about a certain issue. Um, In this video, you'll see Max Miller, who is, I believe, a congressman from Ohio speaking about George Santos. And I want you to I want you to really ask yourself uh, while you watch this, is this the best use of taxpayer money or and could the Republicans maybe be doing a little bit more to fight back against the Democrats instead of focusing on this nonsense? Go ahead and roll the tape. I myself have been a victim
3: of George Santos and as well as other members of Congress in terms of defrauding through public donations I had received an ethics complaint from the FEC which I had to spend tens of thousands to defend myself. You sir are a crook. I know I should direct my comments to the chair. I yield back. Gentlemen, gentleman's like time have- has expired. Uh, I was- gentleman Mr. from New York, Mr. Santos is recognized.
0: I'd like to move to have the gentleman from Ohio's words stricken from the record, please. request is not
4: timely but the chair will remind all members to direct their remarks to the
3: chair and not to others. request is not timely but i would remind members to direct their remarks to the chair
0: gentleman is recognized mr speaker <clears throat> hypocrisy as i mentioned my colleague wants to come up here call me a crook same colleague who's accused of being a woman beater Are we are we really going to ignore the facts that we all have passed and we all have the media coming out
4: against us on a daily basis? Now, you think that's a good look for Republicans? You think that's a a good use of our time as a party to stop the communist juggernaut that is the radical left? Let me tell you, folks, the radical left, they are relentless. This ain't your grandfather's Democrat party. They don't stop. I mean, they're trying to throw President Trump in jail for something like 700 years. 91 felony counts. Absolutely ridiculous. Dangerous members of the mafia and gangsters don't even have that many felony counts. That's how just ridiculously absurd this attack on Trump is. But my point is the Democrats don't care. They've got people in prison uh, rotting in prison for for two years in solitary confinement in solitary confinement after january 6th for what was a misdemeanor d- offense of destruction of property or unlawful parading absolutely ridiculous now by the way The very same free Palestine whack jobs, these these terrorist sympathizers of Hamas who were shaking the White House fences and painting the White House like getting violent with Secret Service around them. None of those people were charged for any of it, only Republicans. But the Democrats don't care. But this is what the Republicans are focused on. This is insanely stupid. It's a distraction. And ultimately, you're letting us down. I'm sorry, but this this is a leadership issue. The leadership in the Republican Party needs to get a handle on this stuff. The tone for any organization, any team, any company, any military unit uh, from a cultural standpoint is set at the top. There is no way in hell Speaker Johnson should have allowed this to happen. And I I think by and large, he's doing a good job. But this is a waste of time and it makes our party look stupid at a time where we already look stupid for three weeks fighting amongst each other while the media and the Democrats laughed while America burned. It makes me furious to even watch it. But okay. I got to move on. Uh, otherwise, I could talk all day about Republican dysfunction in the U.S. House of Representatives. But I've got to talk about Elon Musk. A um, couple things about him. I mean, obviously, he went he went crazy viral yesterday for his comments uh, on the stage at a New York Times uh, gathering. Um, I'm going to get to that in more in just a second, but also the Cybertruck came out today. Um, I don't know if y'all pay attention to Tesla. I mean, the electric cars and this new vehicle that Elon Musk has, has out today called the Cybertruck. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, the Cybertruck, especially in terms of the way that it looks, I am a traditional truck guy. Um, I've had a truck almost all my life, except for at this present time, I will admit I have, I've got an expedition now, but only because I have five kids that I've got to drive around it and I couldn't fit them all in the truck. So I had to trade my truck for an expedition, but I'm a traditional truck guy. I like the way pickup trucks look the Cybertruck, I mean, it looks like it's a damn. It belongs on Mars. So it should be the Mars Rover or something like that, but it came out today. He rolled it out today. Um, 2.6 seconds, zero to 60, 11,000 pounds towing capacity, twenty five hundred pound payload capacity, Tesla stainless steel super alloy. It's bulletproof. It the bed is six foot long, four feet wide. It beat the Ford F-350 diesel and the F-150 Lightning at the at the truck pole and 17 inches of ground clearance. The actual the actual steel itself is bulletproof up to a nine millimeter, actually a nine millimeter or 45. I saw uh, the demonstration of this today called feats of strength as Elon Musk was on un- un- unveiling all of this stuff and saw a couple of what looked to be former uh, special operators unloading a full magazine on the side of the truck. And sure enough, the the, the truck itself is bulletproof. So I have to say that I am in- intrigued by this a little bit. Not that I'm going to run out and buy one, but I, I don't know. It looks kind of sleek, kind of looks like a spaceship. I, I, I'm not sold on it that you, know, but that 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 was the big deal with Elon Musk today. But Elon Musk yesterday made all sorts of headlines. and I, and look, you all know how I feel about elon Musk. i it seems to me like the scales are off of his eyes. I saw um some comments about, That he made at this event that we're going to showcase here in a second about how the Democrat Party used to be. The Democrat Party used to be the party of classical liberalism. They used to be the party that was tolerant of everybody. They used to be the party that thought for themselves, that questioned the government, that was, I think in Elon Musk's own words, nice to everybody. He clearly doesn't believe that anymore. And after he bought Twitter, you know, which was Twitter essentially uh, was uh, an arm of the U.S. federal government. I'm talking FBI, CIA and other organizations that controlled the narrative and controlled the flow of information to us, the American people, the information that we consume. Elon Musk bought Twitter precisely to defeat that. And now Twitter and X, along with Rumble, probably the only two free speech platforms, truly free speech platforms in the entire world. Uh, And look, this is important because free speech doesn't matter when it's when everybody agrees. The reason why the First Amendment exists is to protect speech that you vehemently disagree with. It's it uh, it's it's to protect speech that is offensive. Right. That is unbelievably important, because if you start censoring, if a government starts censoring people, first of all, who's making the decision to censor? I mean, that's at the core of all of this big tech censorship and and primarily why it's so dangerous, because the left and all these commies have occupied these key positions inside these social media companies and their twisted, sick minds. They're the ones making the decisions about how we should censor Americans. Well, that's not healthy. That's not good. Right. But eventually, even even if you have sick, twisted minds that are making the decision to censor, you, it, you still run into the issue of eventually the censors will come for you. It has been this way in every authoritarian country in the history of the world. And America is no different, which is why it's so important that Elon Musk is doing what he's doing and taking a stand to protect free speech. And he has been vehemently attacked for it, relentlessly attacked for it since he's since he's taken up, taken up Twitter. But after watching Elon Musk on this stage, I'm not even sure that he cares all that much. Um, I I want you to see this This video and out. Now, now, if you've got kids around, make sure you put you you've got earmuffs on. OK, you there's a lot of F moms that he's going to drop in this video. Um, But I want you to listen to Elon Musk. And I talked to you last week about this Media Matters lawsuit against Twitter, against X. That was basically a hoax, all fabricated, all basically constructed in. In their little computer room to get very like fake accounts that have racist, crazy content next to advertisers. Right. And because of that, all sorts of advertisers pulled out of. Of Twitter, whether it's Disney or Paramount or any of these major companies that would then that would advertise on Twitter. And that is essentially how the business of Twitter now X functions. The vast majority of their revenue comes from advertising on the platform. And Media Matters is nefarious and they are evil for doing this. They are an, orga- an organization that is singularly focused on lying about conservatives and getting advertisers to pull their X ads from conservative content, thereby causing whatever conservative organization they're attacking to go bankrupt because they can't get ad revenue to cover the overhead. I mean, this is why I tell you to like and rumble this program. This is why when you you hear Brock in the live chat and you hear me talking about sponsors and the ability to grow and, and make the show better, these shows cost money. And in order for us to keep them going, we've got to have sponsors to cover the overhead. Well, what Media Matters does is target those sponsors by selectively editing content, deceptively editing content to make it seem like a show is crazy or racist or a place that advertisers don't want to advertise on. That's essentially what Media Matters is doing on Twitter. But Elon Musk was asked about what these advertisers can do. Uh, yesterday on the stage. And it, and it kind of blew my mind. It's super newsworthy. And you got to see it if you haven't already. But go ahead and roll the tape. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me
3: with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob.
4: (laughs) He says, hey, Bob, at the end, referencing Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney. I'm telling you, this is the only way out. And what he's referring to, hey, F you to these advertisers, because what they're trying to do is they're saying to Elon Musk, we're not advertising on your platform unless unless you censor these specific things, right? These specific schools of thought. And Elon Musk is saying no, freedom of speech is important because of the reasons I just said, not just to protect speech that you agree with, but to, but to protect speech that we don't agree with. She's so basically saying, F you. And by the way, it, executives in a boardroom who make millions and sometimes billion dollars a year in these global companies, by the way, which are founded in America, but are now global. And maybe their allegiances don't necessarily align with America anymore. And maybe their allegiance is to profit because they're global companies. I don't know. But my point is, is that you have Elon Musk telling those people that no. It's not executives in a boardroom that that get to make the decision to censor what speech that they find appropriate. And I'm telling you, this is the only way forward for conservatives. So Republicans in the House of Representatives, conservative business owners, small businesses, the vast majority of small businesses in this country are owned by conservatives. They are, in fact, the Republican party gets the vast majority of their small dollar donors and their max donations from small businesses. Now, we we would argue that small businesses are the, the linchpin and the backbone of the US economy. And ultimately why the Democrats tried to crush them all during COVID, by the way. But that's a story for another time. But these small businesses have an unbelievable opportunity to say F you to the big guys here. And they should take an approach just like Elon Musk and David Sachs. Now, he's another guy that I'm not really sure of. Right. It takes a long time for me to really trust somebody. And I've told you before, I don't necessarily trust Elon Musk just yet, but he's he's making good progress. And David Sachs is still he's kind of on that same level. But he said, to the extent that Fortune 500 companies have been hoaxed off the platform, advertising on X is probably a really good deal for small businesses right now. He's exactly right. X is by far the most popular social media company in the world. They have more monthly active users than Facebook and Meta uh, and Google and all of that stuff. And, And that is just so unbelievably important. I think it's primarily because People want the truth. They want to be able to have free speech, and they don't want to be censored. Um, but he didn't just stop at freedom of speech and telling advertisers to go f themselves. He talked about something that is deeply, deeply important to me as well, and really resonated with me. And that, and, and something that I used to say on the campaign trail all the time: Don't listen to what politicians say. I don't give a damn, Republican, Democrat. Don't listen to a damn thing that they say. Watch what they do. Watch their actions. And there was a phrase that we had in the military, deeds, not words, because sometimes when shit's hitting the fan and the rubber meets the road and bullets are cracking by your head, nobody wants to hear talk. They want to see they want to see action. You lead by example, deeds, not words. And I, I appreciated very much of of what Elon Musk said here, because it seemed to me in this very short time span that he described a major problem in America, I think, quite brilliantly. Go ahead and roll the tape.
3: The approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products. and, and, And Tesla's gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. Uh, it would be fair to say that therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on earth. How do you feel about that? No, I, but, no, how do you feel about that? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes, we we're talking about power and influence and... and I'm saying, I'm saying what, I, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. Okay? Let me ask you th- this because I think part of this...
4: I totally agree with that. And... I think that's just so important that we have leaders in this country. And, and look, Elon Musk is, you know, he's hes a leader in that he's the richest guy in the world. Has mul- he's, he's done a lot of good in the world, uh, whether it's with SpaceX, private trips uh, into outer space with Tesla. Now, I would argue that, you know, he talks about doing good for the environment. I would argue that mining for lithium and rare earth minerals actually destroys the environment and add to that the fact that child slave labor is often used uh, to do it and then doing business in China where they put people in concentration camps. Like I, I would argue that that's not necessarily a moral good, but I, I don't have to agree with somebody all the time in order to appreciate what they say. Right. And he is right that Americans in this country are far too concerned or Americans in general Americans in this country. <laughs> I guess that's appropriate with 10 billion illegals coming across the border. But uh, but uh, people in this country are far too concerned about looking a certain way in virtue signaling as opposed to actually doing good and being the change that they want to see in the world. In fact, the left. I You know, res- respect for the game, right? They weaponize this altruistic feeling in Americans. And that's how ultimately COVID, all these lockdowns happened. So if you love your neighbor, if you care about your neighbor, you won't go outside, you'll lock yourself down, you won't go to work, Like you'll get the vaccine, you'll wear a mask everywhere. That's how they were successful. They weaponized the kind hearts of the American people. And so this is why it's important for Elon Musk to stand up and speak up about this stuff, especially when so many people are afraid to do it. Now, I mean, it certainly helps that you probably got $100 billion in the bank and can afford to do it. But, hey, you've got to start somewhere. And and it didn't just stop there. He talks about doing good in the world. For the longest time, Disney – was a staple in this country. I watched Disney movies growing up. Melanie watched Disney movies growing up. We used to I think they used to come on every Sunday and I remember getting in front of the television set and watching the Disney castle and the star go over it and it was an it was awesome. The movies were great. They were they were quintessentially American movies that celebrated traditional American values. Um and you know, now my my kids love Disney. Five of them they they Used to go to Disney all the time. Uh, we don't anymore because Disney has strayed from that path, and they have they have gone woke. They are brazenly sexualizing children, and I think the American people, by and large, are rejecting that. They don't. They just want their kids to be to be kids. They don't want an agenda. You know, force down their throats every time they put on a kid's movie used to be as a parent, you could put on a movie on Disney and trust that it wouldn't be woke, insane garbage and forcing some LGBTQ LMNOP agenda, talking about sex and all this other stuff with with young children. It used to be that you could just as a parent trust that Disney wouldn't do that. Well, that's not the case anymore. And Elon Musk talked about Disney because, again, he referenced Bob Iger and basically saying, hey, if you're in the audience, F you, Bob Iger, because Disney was one of those companies that that pulled their ads from Twitter. But go ahead and listen to this exchange uh, about Disney uh, with Elon Musk. Go ahead and roll the tape.
3: But you recognize that some of those people are going to say that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. And I, I I just wonder and ask you and think about that. Tell it second. to the judge. But the, but the judge is going to be. The uh, judge is the public. And you think that the public is going to say that that Disney is making a mistake? Yes. And they're going to boycott
4: Disney? They already are. Well. And you see how this this journalist, he's a guy on CNBC. I think he's the host of Squawk Box or something like that. Um, Decent guy. Uh, but he do you see how the inside the belt the inside the Acela media, the people that ride the train from New York City to Washington, DC and back, they 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 have what I like to call beltway brain. And do you see, oh, the people are gonna boycott Disney? Like, like they would never do that. And Elon Musk says, well, they already are. And Elon Musk is exactly right. Uh, the, the latest Disney movie at the box office, because it's ridiculously trash, it's woke. Disney loses millions. This is from One American News. Disney loses millions after new movies flop at box office, right? Disney's latest film, Wish, which premiered during Thanksgiving weekend, flopped at the box office and brought in only $31 million on the five-day period. So far below what they expected. But it's not just Elon Musk telling Disney to go F themselves. Uh the woke movies become massive flops. I just mentioned stock is down 48 percent, 48 percent stocks are down 48 percent from 2021 in its annual SEC report. And it had to admit that consumers perceptions of our positions on matters of public interest, including our efforts to achieve certain of our environmental and social goals often differ widely and present risks to our reputations and brands. What they are talking about are these cultural, woke, disgusting social agendas that they are admitting right, he, right here in an SEC report that have had a very negative outcome on just the outlook of their company, the, the price of their stocks, where they've seen a meteor, a, a crazy catastrophic drop in the last several years to all these massive flops that they have at box offices the bottom line is is that Disney's brand at this moment is in time is about sexualizing children and the American people are rejecting that wholeheartedly. Elon's brand at this moment in time right is about freedom of speech so yeah let's let the American people decide what they prefer I bet you that it's going to be the latter. But as is typically the case, South Park, and I know that most of you probably don't watch South Park. Uh, maybe you do. I think it's a hysterical show precisely because it is unbelievably if politically incorrect. <laughs> and they have made a business about being politically incorrect. And the and the funny thing about South Park is that they they're they're a the creators of South Park. Believe in freedom of speech so much that they really push the envelope, and it's funny and hysterical. But they had Disney pegged 14 years ago, and Bob Iger and what Disney was doing as it pertained to sexualizing our children, which of course most of America knows about today. But watch this clip from South Park talking about the Jonas Brothers and Disney. Let's just check this out.
5: And you're gonna say that to the boss's face? We we aren't afraid of him. Well, I hope you're right because the boss is on his way here. Now. Oh, Jesus, he's here. Boss is here. Let's be strong, guys. Hello, sir. How was your trip? What's all this I'm hearing about not wearing the purity rings? <laughs> uh, we'll just leave you alone. So, I guess we have some issues? <laughs> we need to talk about something. Oh, boy. I just love flying all the way to Colorado to hear about your problems. Ha, <laughs> Look, we just want our concerts to be about our music, and not about purity rings. Oh, gosh, fellas, let me explain this to you one more time. You have to wear the purity rings, because that's how we can sell sex to little girls. (laughs) See, if we make the posters with little girls reaching for your junk, then you have to wear purity rings, or else Disney Company looks bad. (laughs) Well, we don't want to be selling sex to little girls anymore. The rings stay on. Well... Well, maybe we'll just refuse to go on stage. <laughs> you don't talk to me like that. Huh? You little piece of huh? s***. <laughs> get the fuck up, get the. Fuck up, huh? <laughs> now, do we have a problem? Huh? No, sir. No, Mister Mouse. No, Mister Mouse because i thought we had a problem for a minute there huh all right now get out there and make me some goddamn money huh?
4: <laughs> so there's disney like talking of, or there is south park doing a parody of disney making fun of them for sexualizing kids that was 14 years ago and it's no surprise to anyone but after elon musk said F you to Disney and all those advertisers today on Twitter, there was this viral trend about thousands. and I mean, thousands of users canceling Disney plus subscriptions. And I'm telling you, American people don't want radical left-wing agendas crammed down their throats, especially when it comes to their kids. This is a red line for all of us. And so um, speaking of crossing red lines, Hamas today just jumping right from Elon Musk and Disney to this craziness that's happening in Israel uh, and frankly, the Biden administration ineptitude. But Hamas violated the ceasefire. (laughs) So, of course, no surprise there. Uh, Hamas just yesterday claimed responsibility. Oh, thank you for putting it up there, David. Claimed responsibility for a shooting at a Jerusalem bus stop that left at least three people dead and 16 others injured on Thursday morning. Now, this was during the, quote, ceasefire period that the Biden administration forced on Israel and the Israeli Defense Force while Hamas supposedly released hostages. But clearly, that did not happen. Hamas violated the ceasefire agreement, killed a bunch of Israelis. And see, this is the problem with the whole concept of a ceasefire and the flawed premise of a two state solution, right? When you're evaluating whether or not a group of people should be allowed to to have a country right and that's that's certainly where we are with the situation with israel and and palestine uh and you're asking them hey like what what are the goal like if there's like a if there if you're like interviewing them i don't know what the process is but if your number one goal is to commit genocide against your neighbor maybe you don't deserve to have a damn country in the first place i don't know just a thought and the idea that Hamas, and the, the the reason why the ceasefire is, is flawed to begin with, is that Hamas will violate it whenever they want. And when that happens, Israelis are in the crossfires. Innocent civilian men, women, and children are the ones getting murdered. And so the Israeli government is like, to hell with this. We want to eradicate Hamas and we want to rebuild Gaza and we want to give the Palestinians a place free from Hamas. But the problem is, is that the vast majority of Palestinians in poll after poll, and I mean this, going all the way back to 20, or 2006, say that Hamas is not nearly extreme enough with their relationship with Israel. In fact, they enjoy they enjoy fairly large majorities of the Palestinian people they fairly they Hamas enjoys support from large percentages of the Palestinian people so this is why Joe Biden his statement a couple of days ago which by the way doesn't really make much sense but Hamas unleashed a terrorist attack because they fear nothing more than the Israelis and Palestinians living side by side in peace to continue down the path of terror violence killing and war is to give Hamas what they seek we can't do that but okay no, the, no. Palestinians, by and large, support Hamas. So no, Palestinians Hamas doesn't fear Israel living in peace and harmony with the Palestinians. That's not what they fear. They fear the IDF eradicating them, which is why the Biden administration is pushing for the ceasefire. Why is the, the, and the other reason why Biden administration is pushing for a ceasefire is because Joe Biden cannot win re-election. Without, without the free Palestine pro Hamas terrorist sympathizer vote, he needs them. They, they they make up a very large percentage of the Democrat base, and so that's why the Biden administration has not acted with moral clarity on the issue at all. And I mean, frankly, that's that's dangerous. And I saw a comment from the Israeli ambassador on Fox News and a clip on uh, X or something like that, and. It affected me. And, and I think it's it's a true statement. And he said, the big difference is that while every dead Palestinian child is a horrible mistake and a tragedy for them, speaking about Hamas, dead Isra- a dead Israeli child is a success and cause for celebration. And that could not be further from the truth. And there's this article in the New York Post that I saw Uh, from a woman, an Israeli hostage who was recently released uh, named Ramon Kishirt. Uh, She was hailed for this death stare that she gave Hamas as an ultimatum. She was fighting. She said, hey, look, I'm not I don't want you. I don't don't release me unless you release my husband as well. There's this viral picture of her staring down this woman in her pajamas, essentially being released after Enduring who knows what at the hands of these Hamas savages, just staring right in the eyes of this Hamas terrorist, and has since gone viral. But it, I, it, it, I couldn't help but think of like that being true feminism, being unafraid to to stand up to an oppressor. Now Hamas has savaged these women; they've gang raped them. They've been they've been horrifically tortured in the most disgusting, horrific fashion. And the fact that this woman is still standing facing these terrorists saying, you you haven't damaged me. She's she's showing unbelievable courage in the face of grave danger and no doubt has endured horrors beyond what most of us can even fathom at the hands of these disgusting savages. And what I was reminded of in that moment, looking at that picture, Is it how all of these women's groups, these third generation feminists here in America, the entire Me Too movement, uh, the U.N. women representative, uh, the representative for U.N. women, all of these organizations, by and large, all these feminist organizations, let's just be honest with each other. Most of these organizations are on the radical left. But all of these organizations, and I mean all of them, these organizations who who Express sole purpose in this world is to speak up against violence and sexual violence against women have been totally silent. Where the hell are you? And this is, again, this is the problem with the radical left. They have a complete, distinct inability to separate good from evil and speak with moral clarity. And it doesn't matter whether you're Joe Biden in the Oval Office or or a left-wing feminist organization, the purpose of why that organization exists is to look out and protect women. Their politics trumps everything. And they don't speak out against this violence against women because they need the terrorist sympathizer vote. It's just that simple. And all these feminist organizations, they exist on the left, and it's sickening. Just you just watch this exchange on CNN Uh, With this uh, UN women representative, Uh, she she's supposed to investigate or determine what is a human rights, sexual violence against women at the United Nations named Sarah Hendricks. Just just watch her. Just watch this. Just watch this. It's crazy. Roll the tape
1: reason though Sarah that you can't specifically call out Hamas and the mounting evidence now over 7 weeks that Israeli investigators have collected that we've shown our viewers about the atrocities they committed specifically on October 7th because I think that's the crux of the issue here it's not just condemning sexual violence against women and in any war in general it's specifically what occurred on October 7th perpetrated by Hamas indeed UN Women always supports impartial independent investigations into any serious allegations of gender-based or sexual violence. And within the UN family, these investigations are led by the Office of the High Commissioner of Human Rights. And just to provide a little bit of context in terms of UN Women's role, UN Women specifically provides and has extensive knowledge on gender-based violence and provides and supports investigations as we do with all UN investigations. And so consequently, in this context, And within the U.N. system, it is the Independent International Commission of Inquiry, which for us has the mandate to investigate all alleged violations.
4: I'm sorry, Uh, but do any of you understand what the hell that lady was saying? Because I sure as hell don't. The question was very, very simple. Your job is a representative at the UN is to be there for women who have suffered horrific violence against them, sexual violence against them. And you can't even say, you can't even say, this is how useless the UN is. You can't even say that what Hamas did to Israeli women, young girls and Israeli women was evil. Why the hell do you even exist? Why does the American taxpayer give you our taxpayer dollars to do whatever it is that you do? Not only that, this, this whole thing is frustrating to talk about the the, the the lack of courage on the left. Chuck Schumer, this country's highest ranking Jewish official ever, the highest ranking in, in the entire history of America. No Jewish person has ascended to a, a place of power higher than Chuck Schumer. So he has unbelievable authority. It's taken him how many months to speak as what, October 7th? It's It's almost December. Where the hell you been, Chuck Schumer? You're the Senate majority leader, and you're only now speaking out against Hamas and, and the rise of anti-Semitism in this country. I've got a video, but we're running short on time, so I'm not going to play it. But but Chuck Schumer, the majority leader and the highest-ranking Jewish official in the U.S., this is according to the New York Times, warned some liberals and young people on Wednesday that they were unknowingly aiding and abetting anti-Semitism in the name of social justice. Oh, really? It's taken you... Two damn months to speak out on this issue. And oh, by the way, now you have all these Democrats coming out and suddenly wanting accountability on aid to Israel. I mean, they're saying uh, certain conditions must be met and and Netanyahu must pledge to do certain things in order for us to, oh, now you care about accountability. I mean, you didn't give a damn about American taxpayer dollars to say going to Iran when you gave them $6 billion in sanction-free money. You don't care that Iran funds the Houthi rebels who are firing missiles at U.S. carrier groups. You don't care that Iran funds Hamas, which conducted that horrific massacre on October 7th. you don't care that what hundreds of billions of dollars that we've given to Ukraine, funding Ukrainian pensions. Why? Ukraine is a lost cause. The Democrats don't give a damn about any of that. But all of a sudden, they're all about accountability when it comes to aid, to which has already been appropriated for Israel. And we've been giving them this aid for the better part of 50 years now. Uh, all of a sudden, they want this aid tethered to what? I mean, the Democrat Party folks, they sicken me with regards to how they can't distinguish between good and evil. And because of that, they can't speak with moral clarity on issues. And as a leader, whether you are a Democrat or Republican, it is your job, especially as commander, commander in chief, to speak clearly about evil that exists in the world. Because if you can't identify the evil that is around us, and by the way, evil does exist, and the only thing that stops it are good people being unafraid to stand up to it. And if the leader of the free world, Joe Biden, is unafraid, or these Democrats who are in positions of power are unafraid to speak out against it, then that, to me, that's a dereliction of duty. They're fundamentally unqualified for positions of power. And so we got to do better folks. We got to elect better leaders and weak men create hard times, hard times, create strong men, strong men create prosperous times. I mean, probably could be a little bit more gender non-specific, but I feel like we are going into some very hard times as a country. And my hope is, is that leaders on both sides of the aisle will rise up to get this country back on the right track. I pray for that every single day. And so we're Whew, made it through the hour. There we go. (laughs) I definitely need more time, but I'm grateful for you all sticking with me for the full hour. Uh, As always, make sure you like and rumble, like and rumble, like and rumble. That's really, really important. That little green thumb, smash that like button. It matters a lot. Subscribe to Battleground Live. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell the people that you see at the grocery store. This show is for you and it always will be. Up next on Red Voice Media is Drew Berkwist from 6 to 9. If you're looking for a great conservative Watched a great conservative show to watch during that time slot go ahead and check him out he's on rumble he's an awesome guy super conservative Uh, but in the meantime thank you all for watching thank you all for being in the trenches with me tonight i'll see you tomorrow at five o'clock god bless you all and god bless this exceptional nation that we call home take care
0: important information.